Undercover Carson, secret agent. Operation Death Ray, an assignment in Rio. time of Rio's great Lenten festival was coming nearer, the carnival, with all its riot and roistering. It was the signal for the last of our six scientists to come to town, the man who would give the all-knowing Charco final details of the death ray secret. We had to get at him first. In the course of our investigations, we were making sensational discoveries about our rivals. Major Aubrey Dent had come out from London with the information that Sally Bruin, apparently the soul of innocence, was in fact an accomplice of Charco. Someone made a desperate attempt to prevent Aubrey from passing on this information to us, but he survived and was now recovering in the Davenport apartment. Then came another startling revelation. After Sir Giles had confided in his friend, the explorer, Commander Julius Grant, there came a phone call from blonde mystery woman, Helena Jansen. She warned us not to trust the commander. The mere thought of Julius being untrustworthy, why... Why, it's outrageous. Yes, I, I realise he's an old friend of yours, Sir Giles. He's indeed. One of the finest men I've met in my career. Howsoever, consider why we asked him over here. To find out if he could help us with the whereabouts of Miss Sally Bruin. Or rather, Melinda Cowan. So? Well, what of it? I pointed out to you. He seemed very prompt with a suggestion. And very anxious to rush off and get maps for us to consult. Bosh. He was only anxious to help. I still think so. We did the helping. By telling him all we knew about Miss Sally come Melinda. Look, old fellow, I, I see it this way. The scientist Jacob Ruin was anxious to locate his long-lost daughter. So, sir. Well, knowing that we'd discover the whereabouts of Bruin, it seemed a wonderful opportunity to plant someone who could spy on us. Well, I agree there, sir. Though with reluctance. Recalling affection for young Sally. That's just it. She was the very type to bring out the big brother in you. <laughs> Trifle more than that, sir. Well, we won't go into that. But you rescue her after the death of her alleged father. And no doubt she had a hand in that ghastly business. Perhaps. Now let's be down to earth about it. Charco's been killing off these unfortunate scientists. Not all, sir. Well, then, driving them out of their minds. Yeah, I suppose so. But um, what of the hostile natives? Men alive, didn't you say there was something curious about the conduct of those savages? Well, so, there was now, come to think of it. All part of the act, Carson. Which makes the erstwhile Sally a very sinister little miss. It does indeed. Anyway, sir, as you said yourself, it was a wonderful opportunity to have someone planted to spy on us. Exactly. And Julius Grant very conveniently decided at that very time... That he needed a part-time secretary. No, 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 no. Hold on. And didn't he call with that suggestion about the time I was due to arrive back? He mentioned it in the course of a phone call. Mm, all the same, Carson, sir. this is merely a coincidence. Remember when we met him at the club? With the idea of getting something to occupy Miss Bruin? Mm, I do, Sam. Recall it very clearly. Well, old fellow, when I mentioned the matter of the part-time secretary, he'd all but forgotten it. Uh, to quote you, sir, all part of the act. No, I, I won't have it, Carson. Yes, I understand, sir, what a shock it must be to you. If Julius Grant cannot be trusted, Carson, then neither you nor I can trust one another. Howsoever, I think he's warned. I think the map business was an excuse to get away and gloat over the information you'd given him. Mark these words. He'll be back as promised. He'll be back. Oh, then we'll see. You shall. There you are. <laughs> much too much of a coincidence this time, sir. He said it'd be half an hour. It'll take him all that. Well, then, then who the deuce? We'll find out. Excuse me. 
Uh, it could be Angelo, yet surely he'd let himself in. Yeah, we'll see now. Uh, Excellency Sano. Angelo, tis you. Carson, he's fallen. Uh, uh, I've got him, sir. Uh, ex- uh, Excellency. Angelo, uh, Angelo, you're, you're in a bad way. Uh, Excellency, this time I received the wounds from which I will never recover. Nonsense. Quick, Carson, inside with him. Right, sir. Uh, say no. A moment. Uh, really, old fellow, we must get you to some comfortable spot. Then we'll find out how this happened. It is say no. Say no. He's trying to tell us who uh, did this, sir. And who? Uh, who? Say no. Say no. Yeah, he's out to it, sir. Yes, poor chap. But just who did do this? Say no, who? Angelo had been struck a very heavy blow on the head. Sir Giles' medical friend, an extremely convenient fellow, was called in urgently once again. He diagnosed it as a bad case of concussion and set the old boy's mind at rest by saying that Angelo certainly would recover. So we left him in one of the distant rooms of the very spacious Davenport apartment and while we waited for the return of Julius Grant, something that I continued to doubt, a still shaky Aubrey Dent insisted on joining us. We talked over many things, including once again the notebook recovered from the late Jacob Bruin. Bruin's notes were a desperate effort to recall the original. Recall the original? I think Aubrey means that Charco managed to get hold of Bruin's notes long before we arrived. That's right, Bruce. Uh, of course, of course. As a matter of fact, Bruin tried to piece together the whole setup of the ray, but there were many gaps. And are these notes any use to our people? Uh, very doubtful, too sketchy. Each scientist was engaged independently upon a different aspect of the ray. And there was nothing further on this Cossack fellow uh, beyond the name? No, nothing, Sir Giles. Yeah, but at least we have discovered he is a dancer. So... Yes, uh, yes, we have. But a dancer must be a curious sort of scientist. Uh, I don't know what to make of it all. Miss Jensen phoning us with mysterious warnings. Mademoiselle Corelli, here one moment, gone the next. And then your former school chum, Deauville. Where the blazes is he now? No idea, sir. It's going to be one devil of a furor when this carnival starts up, in more ways than one. Mm, so, Sam. So. Uh, and, uh, incidentally, Sir Giles, uh, look at the time. Time? Half hours stretching somewhat, sir. Grant will return. All right, sir. But might I point out that as far back as the pilot Carl Schmidt, we were warned that there was a smooth Englishman mixed up in the ugliest side of this business. Well, you have little need to look far. The very fellow we are talking about. Commander Grant. No, Carson. Roger Deauville. Mm, I wonder. Oh, great heavens. Look, Dent. You fellows in London did a check on Grant. Naturally, Sir Giles. And he came through with flying colours, eh? He did. As a matter of fact, he's been of assistance to yourself and other agents here in the past. There you are, Carson. Miss Jensen phones with this ludicrous insinuation, and you at once believe her, and remember who you're believing. I think I know, sir. I rather have the feeling that you're finding it most convenient to forget. Miss Helena Jensen was formerly with our people, but she was dropped because of double dealings with the least savoury of our rivals. I told you that the last time I was out here, Bruce. Yes, you did. To put it bluntly, Carson, the young woman's a traitor. Well, that's not clearly proved. She was dealing with our rivals, men alike. All right, Sir Giles. Perhaps it's just that I have a soft spot for her. Huh. You have a soft spot for so many. Aha! Hmm, someone at the door, sir. And I think we both know who it is. Uh, but then, no, don't worry, sir. I'll get in here, out of sight. Good, good. Coming, coming right away. I'm sorry to be so long, Sir Giles. Not at all, Julius. Uh, do step right inside. Thanks, I hear. 
I took a little longer to ferret out the maps than I imagined. Oh, we didn't expect you to rush there and rush back. Oh, well, the fact is, the little minx had them stowed away. Oh, she did, eh? Uh, had to turn the place upside down. Oh, strange she didn't take them with her, Commander. Uh, well, I... Uh, <laughs> yeah, perhaps it is. She obviously got everything she required from them. But go ahead, uh, spread them out. Uh, very well. Uh, but let's put down this bundle of books. Uh, something might interest you. Uh, how very kind of you. Well, now, now for the map. There we are. Now, what part of the world is this? I don't know that you've been bird-watching here, Sir Giles. The Amarillo Crater, some 240 miles northwest of Rio. I've been bird-watching in some outlandish places, but not in wild country like that. Well, it's rather inaccessible, the site of ancient ruins, of course. And this is the map that Miss Bruin, or Miss Cowan, was so curious about? Oh, yes. Uh, in fact, here's the evidence. Now, what might that be, Julius? touch of lipstick. Indeed. Cousin, you, you see that? Yes, yes, sir. But ruins, I wonder. I wonder if it's here that our friend with the piercing eyes has set up a place to build his death ray. The place can be reached by a float plane or amphibian, Sir Giles. Then perhaps that's it. Charcoal's hideout. Julius, you, you don't know what a help you've been. <laughs> But I still clung to the idea that we were providing the help. The moment Dent had gone, the old boy and I were at loggerheads again. You're incredibly stubborn, Carson. This is obviously where Miss Bruin has gone. Do you suggest going there, sir? I do indeed. Well, you're walking into a trap. Utter bosh. Sir Giles. Uh, what is it, Dent? Angelo. He's talking. Then we'll come in there right away. Come on, Carson. Now we'll find out who hit the poor old rogue. Excellency, I will not recover from this wound. Now, now, old chap, uh, get uh, your mind off that sort of thing and tell us, who did this to you? Senor, Senor Deauville. Deauville? Uh, there you are, Carson. He struck mm. me suddenly from behind. He saw that I was observing Senorita Jansen telephoning from the booth that lies opposite to the building. So what is Deauville up to now? Uh, best we find out. Carson, uh, where are you going? Off to see Helena. Now, look here. No, don't worry, sir. Got my pipes. All set. This will be the big showdown. This is taking things a little too far, Mr. Bruce Carson. Forcing your way into my flat. Oh, but you wouldn't open the door. What do you want? I've wanted many things of you, my dear, but uh, for the moment, information. You'll kindly leave. Uh, you phoned about Julius Grant. Another of my many mistakes. Now, if you don't get up... Oh. That'll do. Oh. 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 Now, listen to me. Listen. There's some link between you and Roger Deville. And I must know because he's attacked our Angelo in no uncertain manner. And the poor fellow believes he's going to die. Yeah. So you're relaxing. I'll give you a chance to talk. Oh. Oh. Sorry, my dear. Strangely enough, Bruce, I... I rather enjoyed it. You've become more intriguing than ever. But is this true about Roger attacking Angelo? Cross my heart. Then it's the last straw. I'm not going to continue protecting him. And at last you'll say just how you're caught up in this business? Yes, Bruce, I promise you. Provided that your Angelo convinces me that it was Roger who did this to him. Right, my dear, let's go. Seems another curtain is being lifted. <laughs> So there it was. Many times Helena had been on the brink of confessing all, and now she seemed to have made up her mind. What was the link between Helena, Deauville and Grant in Operation Death Ray?
Undercover Carson is written by Michael Noonan and produced by E. Mason Wood for Macquarie Broadcasting Service. <laughs>